Hive Hoops, I'm your host, Joshua Balta. The Charlotte Hornets fall to the New York Knicks at home. Well, I guess it was at the Spectrum Center. Wasn't very much of a home game. 113 to 92. Nonetheless, the Charlotte Hornets have now lost four games in a row following their big win against Minnesota. Lost Detroit. Obviously, that one hurt. And then follow that up with big time losses in the next three where the Charlotte Hornets trailed by 30 or more during all three of those games against Houston, Utah, and now New York. I'm going to keep this one pretty short. Um, everybody saw the video of LaMelo Ball, James Booknight, and Bryce McGowan's on the bench, laughing, giggling, whatever word you want to use. After they're losing by 20-plus points, coach just got thrown out for, you know, standing up for one of their players, and they're just over there just thinking things are funny. And so uh, my initial thoughts, I was pissed. It, it ticked me off because I, I, I guess I'm more old school in this uh, standpoint. I saw it's, – it's funny. Like you saw a bunch of people, you know, who were – basically condemning those actions and, and and calling it out and, you know, the lack of leadership, the lack of maturity on the team for you to be 10 and 35 at home MVP chance for opposing players, uh, you know, your arena getting taken over and your thrown, your, 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 your coach getting thrown out. And then just for you to be over here, just laughing about it and like looking completely unbothered. I saw a lot of people call it out, but then I saw a lot of people saying it's not a big deal. What are they supposed to be doing? They're supposed to be crying or they're supposed to be upset, sad, depressed. Like, what do you want them to do? Uh, It it ticked me off because, uh, one, I mean, you got James box office book night, right? Uh, I mean, who knows what's going through his head? His NBA career looks as if it's coming to an end sooner than later. Uh, he will not be with the Charlotte Hornets next season, and I'm not sure he's going to be on any NBA uh, team next season. I just uh, – lack of conviction and decision-making has derailed his NBA career. Talented, athletic, uh, coming out of college, coming out of Connecticut, but just the lack of uh, decisiveness, uh, it's really hampered his – his NBA career. Then you have Bryce McGowan's part of this entourage, if you want to call them that, uh, who recently lost his rotation spot to Leaky Black, Nick Smith Jr. They've been eating up those former Bryce McGowan's minutes, so you don't know where he's at. Um, you don't know where his head's at, what his thoughts are at. Uh, but the real frustrating one is you see LaMelo Ball right there in between the two of them. And um, – for a guy who's supposed to be the face of your franchise, who's due five, five years, uh, $200 million contract, could be upwards of 260 mil should he make an all-NBA team, which right now that's not looking promising with the talent around the league, with his, uh, you know, his injuries that just constantly hamper his seasons. Uh, I mean, he even comes back and then 
he misses the next game or two because of ankle soreness. So even when, you know, he is healthier, like, I mean, he missed numerous weeks, six weeks or so uh, rehabbing and coming back from the ankle injury just to constantly miss another game here, two games here, whatnot. Uh, I mean, that that's not looking good uh, as far as him becoming a, you know, all NBA player right now. If you had to peg me down, that's what I would say. Um, but that's where the real concern is. But then I kind of stopped, uh, and I thought back, I thought about LaMelo. I thought about where he's been, where he's going. And I'm still upset about it, right? Because he is the face of the franchise. He is your best player. He is the guy who can move the needle the most. He's supremely talented on the offensive end. He can shoot, he can handle, he can pass. Uh, he rebounds well for a for a guard. Um, he is instinctive on the defensive end. He's not a good defender by any stretch of the imagination, but he's instinctive on that end, and I've stated that on numerous episodes prior. And so you want him to become that leader, right? You want him to assume that role. Especially now that Terry Rozier's out, uh, he was your only ounce of leadership, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, you just kind of look at where the Charlotte Hornets are now. Since trading Terry Rozier, you lost to the worst team in basketball. And then the other three games without Terry Rozier, you have been down by 30 or more points in each one of those games. I mean, it's... It, it it's kind of crazy. And I mean, I'm not saying that the Charlotte Hornets didn't just, you know, get embarrassed in any games that Terry Rozier played in. They did. They had some stinkers. But I mean, for the most part, yeah, we're a bad basketball team. But I mean, we stay competitive. But you want, you've heard Mitch Kupchak state this before. You, he wants to see LaMelo grow into that leader, take and assume that leadership role and to be, you know, task himself, right? And to challenge himself to be that leader. And I just thought about LaMelo for a second. And as upset as I was for, you know, the optics of that and seeing him on the bench and just be cutting it up with two other non-rotation guys, one who's probably going to be out of the league in a couple months, the other one who, yeah, he's on a long-term contract, but right now he's not an NBA rotational player. Those be the guys that you're, you know, kind of hanging out with. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that their character is bad or anything like that, but those responses weren't good, right? I – I think it's fair to say that the optics and that for that to be what they were doing in that moment, like awareness, you're on an NBA bench, you're surrounded by cameras at any moment, a camera is going to scan and see what's going on. It's going to find you. You're an NBA player. It's definitely going to find LaMelo. And so I think the awareness was low. I think it does speak to maturity. I think it does speak to the mental space and where this team is at mentally currently. For that to be what you're doing when you're getting blown out at home, MVP chance for an opposing player, that opposing fan base just completely storms and takes over your arena, and for your coach to be taking up for you, get thrown out of the game and that be your response. I hate it. I hate it. But when I took a step back and I thought about LaMelo, where he's been, where he's at, where he's going to go to, all of those things, I started thinking about his career. 
at Chino Hills, he played with his brothers. He didn't have to be the leader of that team. He didn't have to be. He had Lonzo. He had Leangelo, who were older than him, who were the leaders of the team, right? And then LaMelo didn't go the traditional route. He did not go to college. He didn't come in as some big, you know, you know, top five prospect out of high school going to a college who's looking for a sweet 16 run or an elite eight or final four, or even a national championship, you know, uh, contending season. Like he wasn't tasked with going to a young in college. All the guys are the same age generally, right? He didn't have to go in and be the leader of a team. He went the non-traditional route. He went to Europe. He went to Lithuania and was playing with grown men who are feeding their families by playing basketball. Like, this is their job. This is what they do. None of them were looking at LaMelo to be the to, to come in and be the leader. Then he goes to Australia in the NBL. Same thing. Those guys are feeding their families. This is their job. These are professional basketball players. These guys are in their late, thir- uh, late 20s, 30s even. Like, this is their career. This is how they make money is by playing basketball. They weren't looking at this 16, 17-year-old kid to come in here and be a leader for the team. And so that leads me to this. He wasn't asked to be the leader in middle school and high school. He had his older brothers to do that. When he goes to Europe and plays, he wasn't asked to be the leader there. He had grown men feeding their families in their 30s who were leading that team. Then he goes to Australia in the NBL. Grown men, once again, feeding their families in their 20s and 30s. They're not looking at a 16, 17. They're not looking at a teenager to be their leader. And so maybe maybe we're asking something of LaMelo that he's never been asked to do before. And as much as I would like to see him assume that role and to become that leader and to lead this team and to mature and to be that guy, because, I mean, that's what you want for your best player to be. You want your best player to be that guy. You want your $200 million man to be your leader, both on and off the floor. But maybe that's not who he is, and that's not who he's ever been. And so if that's the case, he can still be your best player. He's supremely talented, especially offensively. But ownership needs to pay attention and take note. If he's not if he's not that guy, if he's not that leader, if that's not what he's made of, you better take care of that this summer. This offseason, this has to be addressed. I've said it on here. I know that other guys who cover the Hornets, who create content for the Hornets, follow the team, all of the things, they've said the same thing, leadership. This team lacks it immensely. You need leadership on this team. If LaMelo's not going to be that guy, you better be paying attention. And this offseason, it better be addressed. He can be your best player and not be technically your, your leader, I guess you could say. But if he's not going to be that, you better get some grown dudes up in here who can. And that's where I'm going to leave it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hive Hoops. Until next time, I'm your host, Joshua Balta. Adios.